The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. We welcome you to the service of ordered worship. The liturgy, music, and homily are offered this day in the praise of God for our gathered congregation here in Marsh Chapel, for our radio congregation across New England at WBUR 90.9 FM, and for our internet listenership around the globe at WBUR.org. On this first Sunday of the month, as is our custom, we welcome all of whatever age, station, or background to participate in the sacrament of Holy Communion, especially upon this World Communion Sunday. Those listening on the radio or internet may request communion in the home by calling the chapel office. On this Sunday, we commend to you the ministry of Marsh Chapel, its programmatic offerings, its sermonic offerings found on our website. On this Sunday, we invite those so moved to identify as members of the chapel chapter to speak to our director of hospitality, Caitlin No, or one of our clergy, or leave a note in the collection plate. We receive new members on October 18th. On this Sunday, we encourage all to continue or to commence the practice of tithing, of disciplined generosity, and to indicate interest in giving to our chapel director, Ray Bouchard, by email, phone, or voice. And on this first Sunday, we ask you to ask yourself what form your ministry here will take in the coming weeks. A community luncheon follows worship downstairs, and all are warmly invited. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. As we are able, may we stand in the praise of God.
May we pray. Almighty and everlasting God, you are always more ready to hear than we to pray and to give more than we either desire or deserve. Pour upon us the abundance of your mercy for giving us those things of which our conscience is afraid and giving us those good things for which we are not worthy to ask except through the merits and mediation of Jesus Christ, our Savior, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Christ our Lord invites to his table all who love him, who earnestly repent of their sin and seek to live in peace with one another. Therefore, let us confess our sin before God and one another. Merciful God, we confess that we have not loved you with our whole heart. We have failed to be an obedient church. We have not done your will. We have broken your law. We have rebelled against your love. We have not loved our neighbors. And we have not heard the cry of the needy. Forgive us, we pray. Free us for joyful obedience. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Hear the good news. Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. That proves God's love towards us. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Glory to God. Amen. The peace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you always. And also, let us share signs of his peace. Please be seated. A lesson from the Epistle to the Hebrews, chapter 1, verses 1 through 4, and chapter 2, verses 5 through 12. Long ago, God spoke to our ancestors in many and various ways by the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by a son, whom he appointed heir of all things, through whom he also created the worlds. He is the reflection of God's glory and the exact imprint of God's very being and sustains all things by his powerful word. When he had made purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become as much a superior to angels as the name he had inherited is more excellent than theirs. Now God did not subject the coming world about which we are speaking to angels, but someone has testified somewhere What are human beings that you are mindful of them, or mortals that you care for them? You have made them for a little while lower than the angels. You have crowned them with glory and honor, subjecting all things under their feet. Now in subjecting all things to them, God left nothing outside their control. As it is, we do not yet see everything in subjection to them, but we do see Jesus, who for a little while was made lower than the angels, now crowned with glory and honor because of the suffering of death, so that by the grace of God he might taste death for everyone. It was fitting that God, for whom and through whom all things exist, in bringing many children to glory, should make the pioneer of their salvation perfect through sufferings. 
For the one who sanctifies and those who are sanctified all have one Father. For this reason, Jesus is not ashamed to call them brothers and sisters, saying, I will proclaim your name to my brothers and sisters. In the midst of the congregation, I will praise you. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please join me in reading verses from Psalm 26 with the Antiphon. in my integrity, and I have trusted in the Lord without wavering. Prove me, O Lord, and try me. Test my heart and mind. For your steadfast love is before my eyes, and I walk in faithfulness to you. I do not sit with the worthless, nor do I consort with hypocrites. I hate the company of evildoers and will not sit with the wicked. I wash my hands in innocence and go around your altar, O Lord, singing aloud a song of thanksgiving and telling all your wondrous deeds. O Lord, I love the house in which you dwell and the place where your glory abides. Do not sweep me away with sinners, nor my life with the bloodthirsty. Those in whose hands are evil devices and whose right hands are full of bribes. But as for me, I walk in my integrity. Redeem me and be gracious to me. My foot stands on level ground. In the great congregation, I will bless the Lord. Now please rise as you are able for the singing of the Gloria Patri and the reading of the Gospel.
The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to St. Mark, chapter 2, verses 2 through 16. Some Pharisees came, and to test him, they asked, Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife? He answered them, What did Moses command you? They said, Moses allowed a man to write a certificate of dismissal and to divorce her. But Jesus said to them, Because of your hardness of heart, he wrote this commandment for you. But from the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. Then in the house, the disciples asked him again about this matter. He said to them, Whoever divorces his wife and marries another commits adultery against her. And if she divorces her husband and marries another, she commits adultery. People were bringing little children to him in order that he might touch them, and the disciples spoke sternly to them. But when Jesus saw this, he was indignant and said to them, Let the little children come to me, and do not stop them, for it is to such as these that the kingdom of God belongs. Truly, I tell you, Whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will never enter it. And he took them up in his arms, laid his hands on them, and blessed them. The Gospel of the Lord. Different are the languages of prayer, but the tears are all the same. So Abraham Heschel, our mighty interpreter of the Hebrew prophets, who well knew the joyful tears of adoration and the sorrowful tears of confession and the heartfelt tears of thanksgiving and the worried tears of supplication These are the languages of prayer. Prayer is multilingual. Prayer is acts, adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication. Our New Testament in its earliest epistle, that of 1 Thessalonians in the fifth chapter, cautions us, pray without ceasing. And so this year, particularly in our teaching and preaching at Marsh Chapel, our theme is this very one of prayer together. So prior to worship, we sit for a moment in quiet prayer, and Sunday evening in the Eucharistic prayer, and Monday noon in meditation, and Wednesday in theological devotion, and in the evening in communion, and on Thursday an open-air plaza holy communion for all of the city to enjoy. Prayer is attention, rapt attention. Prayer is sitting silent before God. Prayer is a momentary resistance to confusion. Different are the languages of prayer, but the tears are all the same. In the language of prayer, one learns adoration. Our gospel today is at its marrow A song of delight, of wonder, of aspiration, of affirmation, and of adoration. Its spirit is that of, why not? And look at that, and oh my. Now, in the first century, both Jews and Greeks, as is attested in our reading itself, accommodated divorce, Moses allowed Fifteen years before this reading, Paul, to the first Corinthian, first Corinthians, also made provision for divorce. And fifteen years after our reading, Matthew in the 19th chapter also made provision for divorce. And were it not so, we know in our, old, our own experience that for the sake of the institution itself, sometimes divorce is the right 
cores. Mark's Jesus here is speaking something else in prayer. He's lifting an aspiration. It's a prayer of adoration that there might be space in the human condition where two become one, where there is a union of hearts and souls together, where there is real friendship, real fellowship, real marriage, real relationship, real love, and therein one may glimpse a hint of eternity, have just a shimmering, glimmering sense of what love can be over time. It takes practice. An unspoken but lasting truth is every couple needs other couples. That's why, oh, I don't know, we have a church. We stumble. A month ago, I bought new sneakers for the fall jogging season. I left them in a bag. It's our habit in our home to place trash in a similar bag, a yellow bag, and I made the mistake of placing that sneaker-filled bag right in the same regular spot. And my dear spouse, the other inhabitant in our household, did exactly what she should do, coming by, the first down the stairs, takes the bag, down it went for disposal. Oops! Except for the wise kindness of our custodian, who lifted it the next day and felt it was heavier than the usual assortment of newspapers and term papers, and he set it aside for us, and they came back to us. That is, not to put too fine a moral point upon it, We enjoy and benefit from the custodial care of the community. Adoration is a language of prayer, so every Sunday we sing at least one hymn. Confession also is a language of prayer. How our generation needs this tongue, the tongue of contrition, the tongue of confession, the tongue of lament, the tongue of regret, the capacity to say, I'm sorry, I was wrong. Please forgive me. We hear an anthem in a moment, just the second time it will have been sung, in which the human fragility and capacity for sin is set over against the bounty of God's peace. God of peace again, give us peace. We hear sung. Visiting recently our own C. Faith Richardson, who in her ninth decade recalls being the secretary to Bishop James Matthews, I remembered his sermon 20 years ago as if it were this morning. He said, I came to a point in life where I just sat down and wrote out all my errors, all my mistakes, all my regrets, all my regretful mistakes, all my mistaken regrets. I put them down. I lifted them to God, I prayed for forgiveness, I threw threw them out, and I walked away a lighter being. Then he said, I am confident that all of you have done something similar in the same or similar way. How I basked in his confidence, not sharing fully the confidence that we all had done so. Do you know God to be a pardoning God? That was John Wesley's first question. Such a mode of confession helps us to face the fragility of life around us, particularly the fragility of institutions. Institutions do not live and breathe on their own without careful guidance and leadership, small, medium, large, or extra large. Many of our churches are one pastor away from life or death. Governments near and far are one epoch away from building or constraint. Look again at the condition of Syria. 200,000 dead, 4 million refugees, 7 million dislocated, half the population in disarray. We are so mortally 
fragile. And it guides us to be able to lift a prayer of confession. So every Sunday, we hear a Kyrie eleison. Lord, have mercy. So confession, a language of prayer. Thanksgiving is a language, the language of prayer. You know, the Psalms are either thanksgivings or laments. As my friend says of birds, they're either robins or non-robins. So the Psalms, thanksgiving or lament. Oh, the Hebrew Hebrew scripture teachers who are listening, forgive me for a moment. I know Herman Gunkel, and I know there are six other types. But life is short, and we need to make things portable. The Psalms are either one or the other, and there are more of thanksgiving, including the one read today. Every Sunday, we hear a psalm because the psalms are the prayer book of the Bible. I sing the Lord's praise and tell of God's wondrous deeds, says the psalmist today. Should you stumble to begin to pray, you don't need to look very far. Think first of something for which you are generously grateful. And the psalms are so full thereof. The heavens are telling the glory of God and the firmament proclaims God's handiwork. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Sing to the Lord a new song. Make a joyful noise to the Lord all the lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into God's presence with singing. I lift mine eyes to the hills from whence my help comes. My help comes from God who made heaven and earth. The language of prayer is the language of thanksgiving. So every Lord's Day, together in community, we offer a psalm of lament or thanksgiving. The language of prayer includes supplication, centrally so, intercession, supplication together. A prayer for what we need. You know the Bible says, seek and you shall find. Knock and the door will be opened. Ask and it shall be given. Not always, not as expected always, and certainly hardly ever in the time expected. But you know, you don't get to what you don't ask for. And especially for our young adults, the practice of prayer and supplication is healthy to name our needs. Even when that prayer is through, as it may be for you today, clenched teeth. Lord God Almighty, give us a great land that is free of gun violence. So we pray in prayer, in supplication this day with the reverberating report of horror again upon horror. Our prayer of supplication. You know, such a prayer can cause our imagination to roll. We, as Lincoln said in another time, have a different condition and so we must think differently. And our prayer of supplication can support us to think about how to address this issue as an issue of public health, not just or only an issue of individual or personal right and freedom, but an issue of public health. And when we do so, we do see that in other similar conditions we have made progress. Like what? Like the incidence of illness and death from smoking, we have made progress. Like what? Like the incidence of death on the highways, we have made progress. Here again, the solution is out there somewhere, but you have chosen wisely, rightly, to place your voice within a chorus of voices that address this issue as one of public health. The scripture says today, what is man that thou art mindful of him, the son of man that thou dost care for him? Thou hast made him a little lower 
than the angels. May our prayer of supplication, of intercession, week by week, as we gather to begin the week to face what we hold most dear and face the future with the confidence of obedience, may it trigger, kindle, allow in our imagination something new and different to emerge. For every Lord's Day we offer a common prayer. Different are the languages of prayer, but the tears are all the same. The joyful tears of adoration, the sour, sorrowful tears of confession, the heartfelt tears of thanksgiving, the worried tears of supplication. In 1983, we hurried across a parking lot to come to the edge of the Pacific Ocean, looking over a great promontory. And then uh, on a sunlit day, underneath a great tent, were the 1,000 of the leaders of the World Council of Churches. And there they were, in adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication, N.T. Wright, and Philip Potter, and Connie Parvey, and Emilio Castro, and Paulo Freire, and all. And they sang, in Christ there is no east or west, in him no south or north, but one great fellowship of love throughout the whole wide earth. Let him, in him let true hearts everywhere their high communion find, who serves his Father as the Son is surely kin to me. May these days of prayer and supplication, of thanksgiving and adoration, be given as gifts to Almighty God and to one another, as in prayer we progress and proceed at Marsh Chapel 2015. Amen.
please be seated. Good morning. Welcome again to the Nave of Marsh Chapel. My name is Jessica Chica, and I am the Interim University Chaplain for International Students here at Marsh Chapel, as well as the Chapel Associate for Lutheran Ministry. We're so glad that you are joining us today as a part of our community. In the spirit of that community, uh, we ask that you fill out the red pads found along the center aisle of each pew so that we can get to know you better and you can get to know each other better. Today is World Communion Sunday, so we will be having communion shortly. Uh, wine will be served on the pulpit side of uh, the church, and grape juice will be served on the lectern side. Um, we will also be having a potluck lunch uh, after the service in the Marsh Room, which everyone is invited to attend. Uh, just go downstairs after the service. For events this week, uh, all of our regular programming will be happening. We draw your attention to the Dean's Choice, which is Monday Meditation at 1215 in Robinson Chapel. And our choir director, Scott Allen Jarrett, has a note for us. Just a quick note and a word of greeting to you. Uh, over the years, the Marsh Chapel Choir typically sings at least one anthem a month by a living composer. Um, and this year, we are honored to have a composer in residence who is working with us throughout the year. His name is James Kallenbach. He's my colleague from the University of Chicago. You'll hear more of his music uh, coming, particularly at Lessons and Carols, and then we've commissioned a major work from him, which will be premiered at our Good Friday service uh, in April of this year. In addition, there's another performance of his for King's Chapel, uh, also in April. This morning, we are thrilled to perform a piece by a living composer and to also have that composer singing with us in the choir. Alistair Coleman is here and is the composer of the piece we're about to sing, A Hymn for Peace. Uh, he is famous here at Marsh Chapel because he's the younger brother of bass Ben Coleman. So welcome to <laughs> Alistair and to his family from Washington, D.C. We're delighted to have you and looking forward to singing your work this morning, Alistair, and joining with us and singing at our Thurman Choir as well. Thank you, Scott. For all other upcoming events, please visit the chapel website at bu.edu chapel, where there, there is also the opportunity for online giving. Now, as the ushers wait upon us, let us remember that it is a gift to be a giver.
for the work before us, for the life within us, for the fellowship among us, for thy love that surrounds us. We give thee thanks, O Lord. Bless these gifts and the givers, we pray. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, almighty God, creator of heaven and earth. You, you have made from one every nation and people to live on all the face of the earth. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. are you and blessed is your son Jesus Christ by the baptism of his suffering death and resurrection you gave birth to your church delivered us from slavery to sin and death and made with us a new covenant by water and the spirit he commissioned us to be his witnesses to the ends of the earth and to make disciples of all nations and today his family in all the world is joining at this holy table on the night in which he gave himself up for us he took bread he gave thanks to you. He broke the bread and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And when the supper was over, he took the cup. He gave thanks to you. He gave it to his disciples and said, Drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so in remembrance of these your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ that we may be for the world the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. Renew our communion with your church throughout the world and strengthen it in every nation and among every people to witness faithfully in your name. By your Spirit make us one with Christ, one with each other and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit and your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, almighty God, now and forever. Amen. And now, with the confidence of children of God, let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever.
Eternal God, we give you thanks for this holy mystery in which you have given yourself to us. Grant that we may go into the world in the strength of your spirit to give ourselves for others. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Beloved, as we come to a word of benediction, I am happy to recognize in our midst several of our Boston University campus ministers who labor in various sections of our vineyard here, including Dr. Mark Yoon and his wife who are here. He is our evangelical university chaplain. We are grateful, ladies and gentlemen, for your service in ministry. And now the benediction. May the sun show warm and bright on you, your darkest night a star shine through, your dullest morn a radiance brew, and when dusk comes, God's hand to you. The blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be and abide with each one of us now and forever. Amen. <laughs>